the growth of your organization or community, uh, as we're talking about in this case, is directly proportionate to your own leadership level. So if you are a four out of 10 in leadership, your group, organization, whoever you're leading will always be a three. They can't go higher than your lead. Exactly. That's why it's, that's why it's a lead. So in order to improve those you are leading or the organization you're leading, you have to increase your leadership lead. Hi, I'm Murtaz Versi, and this is Engage, Relate, Perform, the show that helps leaders and organizations drive long-term results by fostering relationships and enhancing engagement. If you're looking to seriously improve your team's performance while impacting lives and succeeding at driving long-term results, then this is the show for you. It doesn't matter that you already have that dream title or simply curious about how far you can challenge yourself. I'll be giving you practical tips, relevant commentary, and valuable insights about how you can engage and utilize relationships with talent, community, and other stakeholders around you to achieve the best results and help them stick long-term. Get all the latest information at mutazaversi.com forward slash pod. Once again, it's M-U-R-T-A-Z-A-V-E-R-S-I dot com forward slash pod. Welcome to Engage, Relate, Perform. And today I am joined by Kevin Kogba, a Nigerian living in the UK, to discuss I in the leadership, an African perspective. As an advocate for real and sustainable development in Africa, he believes Africa's future is hinged on holistic education and transformational leadership. He also plans to embark on uh, his PhD and he will focus on the thesis that is servant leadership in the context of community and societal development in Africa. Kevin is also an author, a John Maxwell certified leadership speaker, trainer and coach who has won many awards. And today we are honored to have him on the show to help leaders and their teams transition into culture of excellence for sustainable performance. Stay tuned. Really quickly, I want to give you an amazing opportunity to download my very free, very useful, very much for you, ebook titled Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture. It is a 90-day effective guide to get you inspired for your leadership journey daily. These are practical tips you can follow every day to guarantee you give and you get the best out of the existing relationships for long-term results. As I say, it takes 90 days to create a lifestyle. That's what culture means, a way of life. So if you want to do the work, but still enjoy the journey and above all, look forward to it day by day, then go to mutazaversi.com forward slash point and download your copy of Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 days to conscious leadership and sustainable performance. Buona Kevin. In Kiswahili, we say Karibu Sana to Engage, Relate, Perform podcast. Thank you, Mutazaversi. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Karibu, yes. A famously known saying is that there is no I and me in teams, but fascinating how we are highlighting the I in leadership. Uh, what does that mean? And in an African context, nevertheless, let's, let's get started. So why is there little discussion um, globally about the African uh, leadership, the ups of African leadership? I, I, I think to a large extent, um, a lot of the world um, 
has almost sort of is almost resigned in in terms of what Africa and our leadership structures are about, such that um, and not resigned in a positive way, um, um, such that when there is any form of positive leadership that moves any of the economies um, forward, um, Rwanda is 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 the is the global darling now because of what uh, President Kagame has been able to achieve. Um, that becomes the anomaly, um, whereas it, it, it should be, in an ideal situation, it should be the norm. We should have leaders who are able to lead each individual country, and we should, we should also have um, uh, interconnection in terms of intra-Africa connection, both from a leadership perspective, business perspective, cultural perspective. There should be relationships. Um, that are driving the entire continent forward. But unfortunately, that's not necessarily the case. Of course, there are steps being taken um, uh, to achieve this, um, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. The reason that leadership, Kagame, is doing a great job in Rwanda. But again, when you look at leadership in, in the holistic perspective, you find that um, there is a lack of leadership. Um, we, 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 we tend to look at leadership as authority, right, in Africa. How do we change that perspective? How do we change the mindset to say, you know, it doesn't have to be authority. We are in a journey, right? Absolutely. Mm. I mean, Mutaza, you've touched on um, a very critical point here, which is that word mindset. Um, it's, it's a very powerful word and it's, it's um, if if it's if we are able to conquer the the current mindset, if we're able to change that um, across the continent of Africa now, um, everything else will begin to fall in place like dominoes. You know, you flick the very first one, and everything begins to fall into place. And it starts with the mindset. I always um, um, say that if you if you took the most developed infrastructure from the most developed countries across the world mm -hmm. yes yeah um just you know imagine if this was possible um if we could if we could transport um all of that infrastructure and just land it into pick any african country anyone any african country it doesn't really matter um give it a year possibly less yes yeah all that would fall into ruin. Why? Because we do not, we haven't yet developed the mindset that is required to keep those things functional. Right now, this is a very generalistic statement. I understand that, um, and I, I need to be, I need to be a little bit careful. But if you, if you, that's not to say that there's no infrastructural projects going on, mm -hmm. right? But currently, we still have to bring in. Um, now in Africa, it's the Chinese. So we have to bring in the Chinese to build most of everything. Um, our universities, are our universities not churning out uh, engineers? We, do we not have scientists? Are we not doing R&D? But if you, if, you, if you think about it, when Africans leave the continent and go to developed countries, right? They tend to do amazingly well. Absolutely. It's documented. It's whether whether it's in sports, whether it's in uh, academia, whether it's in professional services, financial service, you name it. Technology, 
you will find Africans across the board. But um, very rarely um, are they able to succeed, at least to achieve uh, the pinnacle of what they could achieve within uh, the continent. And that's as a result of a lack of infrastructure. That's as a result of a lack of the mindset by our leadership, and I use the term leadership now in this context, in quotes, by our leadership to create the enabling environment that will allow us as Africans to flourish. You know, coming to that point, uh, yes, allowing our leaders to create an enabling environment. What if we change the narratives and say, how do we as individuals create the enabling environment without really depending on that leadership, the, the authority leadership to develop that? Or how can we do it together? Because we tend to sit on one side of the fence and say, the, the, the authority leaders have to develop that. What would it take for us to develop? Because you know, the point which you put across that if you take the African and send them anywhere in the world, they're successful. That's that's deep. It is. That's deep. It is, and and it's unfortunate. Yes. Um, in 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 that respect, because the continent is full of incredibly talented people, uh, um, uh, across the board. Yes. Um, smart, um, resilient, driven. A lot of them just don't have uh, the opportunities to be able to do that, and that is reflected in the amount of people that are emigrating, whether emigrating legally or trying to emigrate um, illegally. Um, so, so through the Sahara deserts and Libya and those places that we see on the news all the time, it's a pity and then and, and people are losing their lives. Mm -hmm. you know, so um, that now brings us to, to, to the eye in leadership. This is, this is, this is what um, one of the things that I'm very passionate about. We keep going on about, yes, we know that um, our leaders, or, or the people in authority are critical um, to ensuring that we achieve what it is that we need to achieve um, country-wise and in the continent generally. However, there is um, a large part of this is dependent on us. We, the individuals, the people that make up the population. Yes, there was a, there's an American um, uh, attorney general, I think he was, um, that said the most powerful um, I think his name was Frank Frankfurt, something along those lines. The most powerful um, position in any country is the position of um, um, is is the position of the individual, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Not the president. Yeah. Not uh, the chief of staff. Not the governors. Not the House of Representatives. But the president. Uh, sorry, the the individual. You and I. Correct. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because, because when we when we come together and decide to lead individually, mm -hmm. that makes a huge impact. And it's 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 little things. I'm big on the fundamentals. I used to play a lot of basketball, and my coach constantly said, if you do not get the fundamentals right, everything else, uh, everything else will falter. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So the fundamentals are that each one of us, each member of society has to lead in our own capacity, in our own spheres. It doesn't matter how small it is, right? If you, if you live on a particular street 
and the street is messy. And there's no sort of government agency that comes around and picks up the trash. Are you, are you just going to live there until the trash piles up and everybody falls sick? No, you have to come. And that's a very simple and basic level. Now, if you scale that up, right, and everybody begins to develop that um, leadership quality, and that by that I, I mean, I mean self. You need to, first of all, um, uh, when we talk about self-leadership, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a critical aspect. You have to be able to lead yourself. And then you, uh, the I talks about things like accountability. You have to be accountable for your own actions and be able to, in order to be able to hold others accountable. Absolutely. Right? So if, if we are able to begin from that perspective, then it becomes um, a lot easier to have a large pool of leaders to select from, right? And a large pool of leaders to select from and further develop, okay? Because, of course, um, like John Maxwell talks about the law of the lid, yeah, right? And the law of the lid simply says that um, your leadership uh, level or the, 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 the growth of your organization or community, uh, as we're talking about in this case, is directly proportionate to your own leadership level. So if you are a four out of 10 in leadership, your group, organization, whoever you're leading will always be a three. They can't go higher than your lid. Exactly. That's why it's, that's why it's a lid. So in order to improve those you are leading or the organization you're leading, you have to increase your leadership lid. If you take it up to a 10, then there'll be a nine. Then you can development into a nine. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That's why the development is critically important. And, and I think I think that's that's uh, the the crux of uh, leadership in Africa as well is when you uh, create when you have leaders and if you're a leader and you um, influence others to be followers. Uh, I think that's the time that you really grow. Uh, that leadership you grow as a leader but you also help others grow your followers grow into leaders you do absolutely i mean if we, if we think about it you mentioned you mentioned authority in terms of the fact that um, um in africa our, our leadership style tends to be very authorita authoritarian that's why historically we've had all the military coups in the different countries and it is very authoritarian and even within uh, civilian dispensations as well um the leaders are still um authoritarian in in a sense yes there are elements of democracy yes but at the end of the day is what the boss <laughs> says that goes that's right? but that's now, the culture also in the private sector it is the culture and 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 we and and we we we, we can't separate our cultures from our leadership styles it has it has it has a huge impact mm -hmm. on that yes yes mm -hmm. we tend we're, we're very uh, paternalistic and um, it's it's more power power culture based. The elders are right. Uh, you don't question you don't question the elders and so on and so forth. That's how most of us were sort of raised. So it's a, so it's a power culture. And if if you think about it, there are five levels of leadership, right? Five levels. the 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 first level is is um, leadership by position. So people will follow you as a result of the fact that you have the title. That's that's the lowest level, really. It it doesn't necessarily mean that you are able or capable of 
of doing the job, but you're the president. So we'll, we'll follow you because you're the president. You're the CEO, we'll follow you. You're the manager, we'll follow you because you're... And, 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 and the levels go up that way. So, so from the position level, you go to permission. So people then give you permission to lead them by virtue of the fact that they know that you're capable of leading. And then from permission, you go to production. It is now based on what it is that you've been able to accomplish. Yeah. yeah. Right? So now people will follow you because you are a producer. You are able to accomplish certain things. So therefore, they are comfortable enough to follow you. Right? And then from there, it goes to uh, people development. Are you developing them, your followers, into leaders, which is a very, very key part of even succession planning within organizations, succession planning within communities and, and our countries. Are we building the younger generations coming behind us um, as leaders? Or are we still stuck in this, we want to rule until we die sort of situation that we have, we've, we've had in the past. And unfortunately we currently still have with some, some countries, right? And then the final, the final um, stage of leadership is, is, is the pinnacle. So you've achieved so much that by virtue of that, you've reached the pinnacle of your field, whatever it is. And as a result of that, your voice. And that's, that's why you find um, successful football players, successful um, basketball players, successful musicians, artists, and so on and so forth, because they've reached the pinnacle of um, their chosen fields, when they, and they have a followership, when they speak, uh, this 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 is what um, this is what um, um, social media influencers is very big on. That's what that's what feeds on. They've reached a certain level. They've got this many followers that admire their achievement, and so therefore they can listen. And that's 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 the point. That's the point that I am really um, sometimes I really ask myself: is you see a, a leader who is um, got the results, he, he has the leadership skills, he's reached the pinnacle. Um, how do I now, as an individual, uh, go to that leader and say, you know what, I need to learn from you. Uh, I want to um, learn from you so that one day I become you, right? There's still that fear. Although maybe the, the, the positional leader doesn't, doesn't really portray that threat or portray that victimization of uh, staff asking them to be in that position. But you find, I don't know if it is the culture based or is the education based that you find the subordinates feeling it, feeling really uh, difficult to go to the boss and say, you know what, I want to learn from you. I want to be you one day. Well, again, that comes down to the culture as well. So if we look at it from an organizational perspective, it comes down to the culture within the organization. Do you have an open door policy? How, um, how do your staff and your employees perceive you? Have you let them know that they can come to you and speak to you? Or are there channels? It may not necessarily be that they can come to you directly, but are there ch channels through which they can channel um, their, their feelings, their thoughts, and yeah. so on and so forth? And that's what we does call the organization have. Yes, does the organization have, have um, a mentorship program? Do they have a coaching program? Do they do um, uh, their, their training programs? Are these the sorts of things that are are mentioned within their training program. So again, it comes, it boils down to the culture. That, that's a very- and, that, and that's where I, we see it quite, uh, quite interesting in organizations uh, when they 
exactly what you said is when they define the climate that they want to create and then develop a culture together with the workforce or the citizen right where there is performance and you know they're holding each other accountable they will see sustainable results yeah right yeah, absolutely uh, and that's the so, that's the point how do we do that from the eye of a leadership well i mean again um it's about it's about creating creating that that sort of that sort of atmosphere if <clears throat> The I in leadership is really about accountability. It's really about making sure that okay, if 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 in order for me to be able to lead others, I have to be able to lead myself. You can't give what you don't have. That's that. So if you if you get into a leadership position, and by virtue of maybe your okay, you your your CV, your experience, and so on and so forth. But if you yourself have not imbibed in you that culture of of self development then you wouldn't really see the need to develop others. Yeah. Okay? So, so, so that's not something that would be built into your, your, your DNA as an individual and as, as somebody in a leadership position or, or in a managerial position. You wouldn't. And if you're unable to do that, that's the reason why we don't have continuity uh, a lot of the time in our governments, in our um, uh, organizations, businesses across the continent as well. You don't find too many businesses that continue. So, I mean, in, in the UK, for instance, you'll find businesses that are 100 years old, 150 years old, right? That's that's succession planning, that's continuity, that's uh, people development. Because if you do not develop the people coming behind you, they'll not be able to carry on with that vision. And that's a critical part of leadership. You have to be able to build others coming behind you. And the only way you can do that is to, first of all, understand who you are, right? So uh, your last, uh, I, I listened to the last podcast um, that, that you did and it was on, on self-leadership. Yes. Right, the four pillars of self-leadership are self-discovery, self-acceptance, self-management, right? And then self-growth. So, so now if you achieve all of those, then you know that you need to do the same for those coming behind you. Correct. Right, so going back to my earlier point, you cannot give what you do not have. But the speed of uh, the speed of that leadership, when you look at uh, that leadership journey that uh, you develop yourself here and uh, help develop others uh, within the within your uh, within your organization. So let's take organization as an example. Uh, on this, in, in the same context, um, if that is done as an African living in uh, another country like the United States or the UK, the the enhancement of the journey is much faster than in Africa. Why do you think that would be an issue? Well, um, again, I, I'll come back to the to the issue of infrastructure. <clears throat> That's one, and back, uh, and then the, the second point is your first point, which was on mindset, right? So mindset infrastructure mindset is talking about okay i'm going to i um right now i just want to pay attention to myself and what i can get as opposed to the mindset where you're looking at how can i how can i uh develop my organization sustainably how can i do that right and then infrastructure um as we're talking about do we have the 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 types of um schools universities our universities 
set up for this sort of thing? Do we teach um, uh, leadership from primary level, secondary level, and so on and so forth? Do we teach young people that when they are growing, um, when they develop a particular, uh, when they achieve certain things, they are able to then go back and help others to give back to their community? Right, so those two points, I mean, we, we can list quite a few, but mindset, infrastructure are two critical aspects. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, the infrastructure, um, if you look at what Singapore is doing, um, is actually, uh, I was told by one of the, uh, a close friend of mine, they actually take youngsters from the school during their holidays to the army um, army barracks to be taught various leadership skills that they can then use as they grow. So you find that they go through a process in their in their growth plan. As they grow, they are into the leadership uh, development process. And by the time they really leave their high school, they already have the awareness of themselves, uh, awareness of the people around them, and they start you know, building up their education level so that they can now use all those skills like problem solving, creative thinking, uh, all the soft skills, which is really not soft. It should be hard skills, right? They should really be defined as hard skills that they are able to uh, build on it, build on their emotional intelligence, their relationship intelligence, spiritual intelligence, so that they can really uh, become or develop into holistic leaders. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's know. interesting you, you, you speak about Singapore because I, I had a friend who worked, who taught in Singapore. He lived and taught in Singapore for many, many years. And, um, and the, the, the school that he taught at was uh, one of the schools where a lot of uh, the people that go into, um, into positions, almost like the equivalent of an Eton, uh, type of school, and he he said to me that there was a, a a deliberate culture of developing them as leaders. So again, intentionality that has to be there. It, it has to be done intentionally. Is there an intentional policy in place, whether it's organizational or um, from from a national perspective? Is there an intentional policy to say, look? We need to develop a cater of leaders. We need to make sure that everybody is going through some sort of leadership training. So for instance, in Nigeria, um, what you talked about in, in terms of the army, we have the equivalent of, we, it, it's called the National um, Youth Service yeah. or NYSC. Yes. Yeah? yes, we have that as well. Very, very great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea, terrible execution. I think that's that's been the key problem because that could be used um, as a way of ensuring that people uh, develop those skills that they require. But why wait until they come into NYC? That should be something that you start even from, from, from uh, uh, primary school level. Absolutely. Build that into the curriculum, right? Build that into the curriculum. Build history um, into the curriculum. And, and not just global history, but history of the cultures of that specific country. That's why it's important. You have to know who you are first. Very, very Im important foundational level of leadership. You have to know who you are. Absolutely. And, and in fact, we should be uh, developing talent. So we should have the intention, which you first said, intentionally 
developing talents. Now, uh, talents can be from the primary uh, school level all the way to organization, to government. And you look at that to be able to achieve the best results that we want to achieve. And I think if we do that well, uh, then, you know, over a period of time, I know it's a journey anyway, and over a period of time, I think as African uh, continent, uh, we could be able to uh, to come up to the to the same level with a same uh, level playing field with the other continents and be able to discuss the needs of the uh, the globe rather than the continent itself. Yes, and 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 you're absolutely you're absolutely right uh, on that point, Mutaza, <clears throat> um, because um that's that's why um this this idea of of the i in leadership is is very very important we can't it's it's almost like a dereliction of duty if you will for us to just say oh um we're going to just sit back and complain the government is not doing what they should do well the government the people in the government are not um elected um from mars they come from within us Right, so there there must be a problem within us and within the system that they're going into. So the two places that change needs to come to. Um, as a people individually, we need to intentionally take those steps to develop ourselves. If they're not going to develop us, we we're in a, we're in, in a generation where uh, we're in a knowledge uh, generation, a knowledge economy across Africa. The mobile phones have made it possible for you to access knowledge from anywhere. There's no excuse, right? There's there's no reason why um, why um, because more people have been able to access knowledge via smartphones, internet connectivity. Yes, it might not be as great as it can be, but you can access that information. So you can self-develop, you can grow, you can start that process if you want to. You have to be intentional about it, right? And take the bull the bull by the horns. But in order for it to make uh, that sort of massive difference it then has to translate eventually into policy, into policy level. So it's now um, sort of a blanket situation. So you could call, you could look at this like a chicken and egg type of situation. What comes first? But mm -hmm. yeah, which comes first, right? But um, my argument is if we have a larger pool of um, developing leaders, right? Um, to pick from and um, put into these positions, of policy creation, then we stand a better chance of, in a few years down the line, creating policies that are beneficial to us, whether it's an, like I always say, whether it's organizational on, or on a national level, right? We can, we, we then have people from the pool, right? That, that are not rotten apples. If we, if we make sure that the apples that are, that are in the bucket are not rotten, then it's easier uh, the probability of picking a, a non-rotten apple, so i.e. non-corrupt, non-selfish, whatever word you want to use, is higher. And at the same time, if we are filling the system with the right sort of people and right sort of mindsets, then it's easier to be able to transform our societies, transform our organizations into more productive um, communities. Yeah, I mean, what you just brought up about ethical—that's that's that's the base and the core values that we have lost as Africans for a long period of time, 
right? Uh, how do you reintroduce ethics in Africa? How do you introduce value system in Africa? And I think probably if we do that, and just as we are talking, I'm having a thought that if we can reintroduce value system in Africa, that will then take us to the next level of understanding I, right? And from the I, uh, we move to a, a third level where we look at developing uh, talents and, you know, getting the right apple to drive. Absolutely. Not so only, moving from the I, yeah, not the nation, from the I but, to, the, to, to the we. Yeah. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm currently developing a, a, a program, a, a leadership program specifically designed for, um, for African communities, right? And, and the central, apart, yes, yes, I've talked about the, the I, the self here. It always begins with the self. However, um, the cornerstone of any society, as you know, is the family. So your question was, how do we begin to, um, uh, to, to, to develop or redevelop that whole idea of, of, of ethics, that whole idea of morality and so on and so forth? Um, it has been eroded to, to, to a ridiculous extent, right? And it all begins with the family. I, 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 I had um, a little discussion with a group of young people and I was asking them, what do you think are the core problems that are facing uh, your community, right? This, so this was a group of young, young Nigerians. And, and one of the things, one of them actually said, one of the key problems is that the family unit has been almost obliterated. So there's no leadership within families in the way that it should be, right? And, and I thought that was profound coming from, from, from a young person, particularly, because that's where it all started. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's where it, 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 it all started and it all starts. Young men, young women look up to their father, their mother, and they learn from that. They learn leadership. They learn servitude or service, sorry, um, from, from them. And then they go into, into society. So when I was growing up, my, my dad always used to say, whatever you do outside, remember you carry a name. Yes. Do not go and embarrass your family name. Exactly. I right? have the same. So even, even now in my 40s, there's certain lines that I will not cross because even when I start thinking about it, I hear his voice in my head. So what voices are um, our children, the young people, what voices are they hearing in their heads? Is it the voices of social media or media generally, or is it the voices um, of, their, of their parents who have given them the proper sort of uh, training to go into the world? So it starts from there, right? So if you think of concentric circles in the middle is family, yeah? That's the, that's the, that's the block. And then from family, then you have community from, from community, you go out, uh, outward. Outward, correct. Uh, and you go into you a, global, a global leader. To glow, absolutely. Right. So, um, and, and I think that's a very important point. Uh, the question is, we know what we need to do. Uh, the very important is, how do we really do it? <laughs> right. How, do, yeah, how um, do we really get to the, who, who needs to start the initiations now of, of the how-to? I think it, it, we, we know what is broken. We, we kind of don't know or do not take the interest of how to because we are in a journey of speed of getting to our destination 
and we'll leave the rest to the others to take care of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So that 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 uh, age-old African proverb: if you want to go uh, fast, go alone; if you want to go far, go together. Yeah. That's basically saying we need to move from a competition mindset to a collaboration mindset. Um, there are there are a lot of people dotted in different different countries doing amazing things in terms of trying to move this narrative in different spheres, medical, arts, financial, um, education, whatever. They're different people. We need to be able to collaborate um, to make sure that we are all sort of singing from the same hymn sheet, although we are from different walks of life and have different tools, but that's what it is, that diversity. So it's harnessing that diversity in a way that it can become a very, very effective weapon to move our communities to where we need to get them to be. It's, it, we have to collaborate. So now I'm, I'm like I've just talked about now, I'm, I'm uh, putting together a leadership program specifically for, 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 for the African communities. I already do a lot of training for um, community organizations here in, in, in the UK in the areas of leadership and uh, team development and so on and so forth. So I'm going to channel a lot of that into, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm already carrying out the focus groups with young people, like I, like I already mentioned, in terms of teasing out what is it or what is it that are, are the key problems that you are facing? Because the solutions are not with me, they're with them. We just need exactly. to find a way to tease, yes, to tease them out and help um, put structure around that uh, resources, tools on how we can actually solve these problems. And then reach out to people like you, Mutaza, to say, look, this is what I'm doing. Um, would you like to come and, and join in and, and let's, let's, let's talk to these people. Let's see what doors we can open. You bring in your own network of people. And, and this is the way we do this on a pan-African level, right? Because if we, if, we, if we sit around individually, yes, we might achieve um, a little bit, but we can do a lot more if we collaborate. And, and I, that's exactly why I started the Engage Relate Perform, because I said, look, if we can engage with Africans, we can engage with people. And it's not about Africans, it's about global village, right? But why am I specifically talking about Africa? And I feel that if we move one notch ahead, we can now be at the same playing level with the, the other continents in the globe. Right. I mean, we are yeah. very I mean, rich in resources and natural we resources. Are. We are absolutely rich. There is no reason we should have poverty in Africa. Absolutely no reason. Right. And I think that engaging with leaders like yourselves and I'm not looking for uh, for authority leaders when I'm doing the engage relate perform. Of course, I'm looking for leaders at every level. And what we tend to do is catching people doing the wrong things. I think Africa needs to move their story of catching people doing the right things. But not only doing that, it's actually communicating those uh, positive uh, actions that are being taken. Like you rightfully said, there's so many dotted people in, in the African mm -hmm. continent that are doing tremendously good job, right? How do we now align it? so that you know we have a, a nice alignment of saying why do we have to reinvent a wheel when i know uh kevin is developing a product 
that is really focusing on reinventing or reintroducing uh, values in the family system or in the community system, can I use that to help other community in Africa to look at it uh, uh, as, as, a, as an African product? Then they can uh, really develop it to or um, uh, contextualize to the local uh, village or local community and run the programs to speed up that, you know, economic development, uh, to speed up the SDGs that are really critical for us, right? So, yeah, uh, the point is, who should get started now? How do we get started? Well, I've, 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 I've started. Yes. And I know, I know because the, the truth of the matter is we have different personalities. There are a lot of very talented people who are not necessarily initiators, right? So the initiators need to step up and begin to initiate projects and processes. And like you said, uh, you know, re relate and connect with, with, with each other. And then what you will find is that there are people that are good at initiating, they're not necessarily good at running, but there are others who are good at buying into a vision and running with it. Those then come into, into the team, right? And push this whole process. So it's a team effort in all of this, everything that we've talked about, we've used words like uh, move away from competition into collaboration. It's all about team effort. So we could call it Team Africa. If, 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 you, if you want to think about it from that perspective. I would love to right? look at that. I would really, I mean, it's given me a thought just now of really uh, putting the Engage, Relate, Perform product as getting, you know, your story into the Engage, Relate, Perform. Get different stories in the website that we can start developing the website that said, okay, you know what? Uh, this is what Kevin can do for the community. This is what he offers. And if we can have a center point and maybe engage, relate, perform can be a center point of getting that connectivity, global connectivity of Africans coming together, Pan-Africans and saying, let's, let's work together. That's my strength. That's your strength. Let's do it together and let's take the, the, the you know, the individuals or let's take the lead to drive what we want to drive as an African uh, individual uh, family, community, or country, or continent. Because I mean, generally we have we have very similar uh, challenges in the different countries, the different regions across yeah. across Africa. Yeah. So the question is, if you if you see a country that has gone through a similar challenge and overcome, um, as part of the leadership uh, a leadership program, for instance, um, take people over there to go and understudy, find out how did you deal with these challenges. You know, and, and, and take that structure and then go and, and try and apply it to your own uh, country, to your own community and try and see how you can use your own local context. You can um, build that into your local context, because, of course, um, regardless of whether it's Africa or not, sometimes, you know, the copy and paste approach will not work. You still have to distill it down to your own um, specific local reality. Absolutely. And once you build that platform for Africa, it becomes so easy now to have global engagement and global relationship that, you know, people are now able to move around and discuss levels at higher level. And, you know, you, you get rid of all those unwanted um, uh, 
unwanted uh, situations like war and hunger and poverty uh, and really say, what can we do together to live happily? Because at the end of the day, it's about being happy. It is about being happy. Thank you so much, Kevin, uh, for for contribu your contribution. I will definitely take one challenge from you uh, and work on it is that I'll see how we can put the Engage Relate Perform as a global platform or African platform to invite people, not necessarily people with uh, position or authority, but people who can influence outcomes. And uh, I might ask you to be the first member to be on that platform, uh, the web platform, so that we can start really pushing it out uh, through Africa. Yeah. Uh, finally, before we come to an end, we have three rituals for every um, guest of ours. Uh, the first, the first one is that you know the previous guest uh, normally leaves a question for the next guest. Now, of course, I will have to ask you that question so you can answer. It's an impromptu answer. The second ritual is that you will leave a question for the next guest. And the third ritual we have is that you have 30 seconds to broadcast any message that you want to share with the globe, be it your philosophy, your life, or anything that will impact this globe. Okay. Shall we start the first one? Yes, please. Let's go. Okay. So uh, my previous guest was was Melda Momanga. She is an entrepreneur and an owner of a bang magazine. Okay. Uh, and she asks, what do you do when the going gets tough? What's the first thing you decide to do when everything you think it's going, it stops? Deep question. Very deep. Yes. I'm, 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 um, I'm a man of faith. The first thing I do is I pray. Okay. Right? That's the first thing I do. Mm -hmm. Right? And then I try to find uh, potential solutions to that, to whatever that problem is. Okay. When I find those solutions, I try to implement them um, and, and work my way out of that particular situation. It may not happen immediately, but I never stand still. I think for me, that's the key. You have to keep moving. Right, because a any negative situation is like being in a body of water. If you stop treading water, you drown. Yes. So you have to keep moving. Awesome. That's really nice, and I think that says it all for how do you get out of situations like that and be able to uh, come up. Okay, fantastic. So, what's your question for our next uh, next uh, guest? Okay, how would you? What What are the three things you would do? to make the biggest impact within your community. Fantastic. So that question will go to the next speaker and we will tell you who is the next speaker because then you can listen to the answer. Okay. Right? Okay, sure. And the third ritual is uh, you have 30 seconds to say anything that you want, so you may start. It's been an honor being being on this podcast. And for me, I just like to, to say to everyone that is listening that um, leadership is not a title. Leadership is not a position. Leadership is a state of mind, it's a way of being. You have to be active and we can all do it. We are all leaders in our own individual right. Whether you're leading yourself, you're leading a family, you're leading your classroom, you're leading your basketball team, you're leading a country, it doesn't matter, right? But each and every one of us can be a better leader. We, we just have to keep developing. We have to keep being hungry for that knowledge to be able to make sure that we improve ourselves in order to improve 
those around us and ultimately improve our existence as a people. We're one at the end of the day, regardless of whether we're African, European, Asian, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so if we're able to, if we're able to achieve those things, like I said at the beginning, it's a domino effect. You hit the first domino, everything else falls in place. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And on that note, I tell the listeners, we see you next week, Thursday. Merci beaucoup. You've been listening to Engage, Relate, Perform, hosted by me, Mutraza Bersi. Make sure you've subscribed to this show so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to visit mutazaversi.com forward slash port to download all the resources, show notes, and all the freebies mentioned in this episode, including your copy of my highly effective ebook, Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture, plus extras just for subscribe. Once again, go to mutazaversi.com forward slash port and get everything you need. And we'll be back next week for more Engage, Relate, Perform.